0: From Aliens, by Alan Dean Foster. It illuminated a vision Dante could not have imagined in his wildest nightmares, nor Poe in the grasp of an uncontrollable delirium. My mommy always said there were no such things as monsters, no real ones. But there are. This is Gothic. The Gothic Podcast is a horror and humor actual play audio drama. As such, it contains material, including our jokes, that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hey there, sojourners, and thanks for joining us in the dark. Before we get started tonight, I wanted to mention that uh, Modifius Entertainment the company that brings us uh, role-playing games, such as Fallout, which I just bought, and, and others, uh, just also started a not-for-profit called Role Versus Evil. And what the idea there is, is that uh, we can turn role-playing uh, games and turn it toward trying to defeat some actual evils in the world. And so they're going to be donating a fair bit it sounds like, to various charities around. The first one that they're doing is to support uh, those who have been affected by the war in Ukraine. But uh, they're going to be doing a number of different events and projects. So go check them out over at www.rollsvsevil.com. Www.roll VsEvil.com. Meanwhile, we have our own evils to fight this evening, and we're going to begin fighting those evils on the planet Trachai. When last we left the expeditionary force that has been examining and doing scientific research on the surface of Trachai, the various surfaces of Trachai. They had just gotten into a shuttle where their captured winged monstrosity that they had brought down, and then I believe pulled the wings off of, had gone into a spasming fit, and it took a couple of our heroic adventurer types to subdue it. And it took another one of our heroic adventurer types, Dr. Laura Angel's. To try to shoot up the shuttle that they were in. But as it turns out, it wasn't the beast itself that was causing the spasming. Instead, as Ray Tanaka and Wild Bill cover the creature with a blanket, something bursts out of its stomach, claws its way through the now bloody blanket, and rushes off toward the pilot house of the shuttle, in the midst of the screaming, in the midst of the shuttle itself jerking around in the atmosphere of Trakai, we begin. Oh, hey, everybody. How's everybody doing? Well, anyway? hello. Hi.
1: <laughs> Everything is fine. Uh,
0: Everything's normal. It's fine. It's okay. This is,
1: this is totally great. We're great. It's awesome. We're having a great day here on Trakai.
0: Well, I'm going to draw some initiative cards for you, so...
1: Oh, dear.
0: Let's go with Ray first, then Wild Bill, and then Dr. Laura, and then I will draw a couple for the thing that has escaped from the chest cavity, the strangely now burst-open chest cavity (laughs) of the winged creature you brought from Sakai.
1: Golly, you whiz, guys, I wonder what that could possibly be.
0: I'm sure it's nothing.
1: It's fine. First, there is a
0: scream from the cockpit, and then there's a terrible sound up there, and then there is that sound that no one ever wants to hear in a shuttle. And the whole shuttle tilts to the port side, and you have to scrabble to maintain your footing. After that, though, it is Wild Bill. What do you do, Wild Bill?
2: Uh, most likely panic. That seems like a good panicky situation here. Uh, is there any, do I need to make any checks to regain my footing? And where is said creature that just burst forth from the the chest there?
0: As far as you know, the, the creature moved fast. It burst up out of the winged beast's body, tore through the blanket that you had, Stared you in the face real quick, uh, hissed at you with a mouth full of just needle-like teeth, and then rushed off at speed, like really fast speed. Um, as Marines were like leaping out of the way or or trying to throw things at it or whatever it was they chose to do, but it made it uh, up into the cockpit of the shuttle where you lost sight of it, and then you heard the scream, and now the the ship has. Healed over on its side. Uh, do keep in mind that uh, having just seen this thing, you all do gain a stress level. No. Oh, I, I,
1: I, think we did, I think we did that uh, last time, at the end of the last time yeah. we played with these characters.
2: My notes show that we have a stress level of one.
0: For yeah, guys.
1: me too. But I'm, I'm pretty sure we did that the last time we played with these guys.
0: Yeah, and you had enough time to clear off your stress levels from the initial mm-hmm. fight with mm-hmm. the yeah. creatures, the other creatures.
1: I love the implication that this thing took a took a look at Wild Bill and was like, hmm, no, I think I'm gonna go attack somebody else.
0: <laughs> it was a strategic decision.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: which Wild Bill's going to make a strategic decision as well. Uh the one that seems to make the most sense is to turn and look directly at, at Ray Tanaka and say,
1: What the hell was that, man? I don't know, bro. It was super weird. It came out of that thing. What the hell? What oh th- the cockpit! Crap!
2: And then I'm going to try to uh leap into the cockpit if i can that is
0: going to be your full movement it is a zone away i'm zoning out (laughs) no roll is required unless it's a cluttered zone which is this is what this is going to be considered uh so you're going to need to roll your mobility but uh it is considered a fast action so you still will have your slow action available all right mobility roll incoming so that is—is is that all? There? Yep, that's all there. I have one success. You are scrabbling along, but you, but you, uh, you're able to clamber over uh, crates that are falling, um, and and Marines that are falling are sliding and, and you know trying to grab hold of netting on the walls and cursing. And you you climb, scrabble, run up into the cockpit. Uh, there was a pilot up there. Um <laughs> the blood-splattered name tag on oh, no. their uniform <laughs> says Francis, uh but you know them from back at the base camp, uh which is good because there's nothing left of their face.
1: No, oh, no, Francis.
0: It is just ripped out. Well, that's terrifying. Yeah, it is a cramped space, but there are lots of hidey holes there uh there's a wrap around uh control matrix uh and a very comfy lumbar supporting chair that is supporting a very limp lumbar at the moment as um lieutenant Francis's uh body is just slumped there in the chair held in only by the uh four point restraint but there are lots of nooks underneath the uh the control panel there's a lot of hanging machinery and wiring and tubes and things. So Wild Bill, you know, he does have training
2: and it kind of kicks in there. So tactical analysis mode is happening at a rapid pace here. So, you know, his first thought is to reach for that rifle, his trusty combat rifle, that M41 pulse rifle. It it's right there. There's a, There's an enemy. There's something that needs to be shot. However, he also realizes that this is a shuttle. This is a cockpit. There's all that pressurization stuff that's kind of important, as well as all these, you know, bells and whistles in the cockpit that are probably pretty important for keeping this thing flying, which also is the next problem because right now this thing isn't flying well because the uh
0: pilot seems to have uh not so much pilot anymore. Even as you um think that, the shuttle glances off of the edge of one of those massive oh, no. pieces of land. That are carved out of trachai shears along this this edge, the wing it's not really a wing it's it's a sort of a stabilizer a narrowed area, a narrowed section of the of the ship that that heads out in that direction to make it somewhat aerodynamic in an atmosphere. and it just like tears down the side of this um, a cliff wall essentially at speed. And it begins to turn. The whole shuttle begins to turn, and you're still at an angle, too, and the head of Lieutenant Francis flops over and stares at you with that one gaping hole in its face. Take another stress point. Oh, well, that's uh, wonderful news.
1: Uh, I imagine only Bill, no, right? No, yeah,
0: only only Wild Bill. Okay, only sorry, he's, well. he's, looking, he's looking into the abyss, and he's looking into <laughs> another abyss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: So, the equation's really pretty simple in Wiles' build mind. His resolve to, to take action is a little less simple, but uh, the thing that in the cockpit might kill him, and probably even will. However, crashing definitely is going to kill him. So, the first thing he's going to do is try to grab a, some controls and see if he can't stabilize this thing, although his ability to do so may be in question. So, he's going to turn... He's also gonna yell while he's doing. Man, can anybody fly this thing? We're in, we're in deep shit, man.
1: <laughs> that's a great question.
2: Here comes a uh, rather lackluster piloting roll.
0: Oh, but looky there, that's two successes. Nice. You grab the wheel, and uh, you actually have a stunt there. Oh, I do, don't I? Oh. Are there any good
2: uh, piloting stunts? (laughs) Um, I don't know my piloting stunts because I don't have a pilot. (laughs) Uh, Can't I save that for the next role? Isn't that a thing?
1: You can gain a plus one modification to a later skill role relating to this one. Or you can show off.
2: Yeah, that's not really Wild Bill's thing. Um, Showing
1: off? Come on. (laughs) uh, I mean, he's not totally opposed
2: to it, but it's not his go-to. That's fair. And, and right so you're now, he's going to take a, the
3: next roll? Yeah,
2: he's a little stressed out knowing that he's not really a pilot. So uh, things seem to be going really well so far so far, and he's gonna pay that forward as best as possible. On the off chance, I have to make another
0: piloting role, God forbid. You quickly reach out and you just pop the uh, emergency release on the lieutenant's uh, four point restraints, and then you push the lieutenant kind of out of the side so- off to the side and you leap into the chair and grab a hold of the of the sticks and you are going just on the what little knowledge you have of playing video games back in camp and you steer you manage to get it steered away from the edge of this massive chunk of landscape that is flashing by on the uh, on the porch side you're still headed down and there are red lights going off everywhere on the uh, control panel. So th- he, he calms slightly, so the pace of his, oh, crap, oh,
2: crap. He's a little more like, oh, crap, oh,
0: crap. And then you feel something oh, no. lash out <laughs> and rip across your leg. I choose to disbelieve.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, and.
3: Oh, no. Wild Billy is in trouble. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you,
2: you're damn right he is. <laughs> uh, do you have any armor? I do. I am uh, wearing my trusty... What is it? My trusty M3 personal armor, which has an armor rating of 6.
0: Oh, goodness. Well, roll those wow. 6. Uh, you need to account for 2 points of damage.
2: I'm assuming stress dice are also included in this roll as well.
0: No, it's just the armor, because it's the armor doing the work. Okay. All right, here we go. I account for one. You take uh, one damage, and you automatically take critical injury number 53. (laughs) A leg artery is cut.
1: Oh, Jesus.
0: And so blood just starts splurting um, through, through your... You glance down, and and it's just like suddenly there's this blood welling up in the meaty, pointy place of the armor, (laughs) the joint. Uh, Blood just comes welling up in the joint of your armor, and then it just starts bubbling out. And you know it's just like coming out of your leg at high pressure speeds. And you already start to feel a little woozy. Oh, yeah. Bleeding to death. I'm bleeding to death. I'm bleeding to death. Add another uh, stress dive.
1: Hold on, bro. I'll be right there.
0: You also have to make an immediate panic roll. Here we go. <laughs> so a panic roll is just 1d6 or one right. die. And then you add your current stress level.
2: Right. All right. So that's a nine. Huh. Would you look at that?
0: Yeah. So it increases your stress another one and then you drop a weapon or other important item, GM decides, I believe you're going to drop the controls oh, no. of the ship. Well, that's
2: real bad news there. <laughs> I got good news and bad news. The good news is
0: uh, I'm going to die. The bad news is you're all going to die with me. Nasty little bugger, that thing is. And it, you, don't, you didn't ever see it. You just felt it as it, it just tore through your leg. Ray, you hear what is obviously Wild Bill yelling from the from the cabin. All those things that Wild Bill just yelled.
1: Mhm. No, I'll uh I'll grab my uh med kit and immediately head in there. I was, you know, thinking about grabbing like a, another, I don't know, a net or a jar or something, but I think Ray is going to prioritize healing Wild Bill, so I am just going to go straight over to him and do a medical aid. Well, actually, because I think the last time I tried to do medical aid to somebody, it's literally like only people who are whose health have dropped to zero. Is that the case for you, Bill?
2: Uh, no, I'm nowhere near zero, but um, the bleeding out part sounds really bad, but I, I, I have five health. I'm only down one. I say only, but Patrick racks it up pretty fast sometimes when he's in the mood. <laughs>
0: <laughs> at least it wasn't number 61, which is ruptured jugular.
1: Yeah, that could have been bad. And then I have a stress die. I have three successes.
0: Oh, yeah. Ooh. What are your stunts for medical?
1: Actually, it doesn't say it doesn't list stunts. Medical aid turns out it's really boring.
2: I, I'm not at all bored by this right now. <laughs> Wild Bill is extremely interested in <laughs> your medical aid at the moment. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, I got you, bro. Just hold still and I'll start uh, bandaging... Uh, immediately applying pressure, applying a tourniquet.
0: So first, though, you needed to get there.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, so that would have been a fast action, right? Because yep. I was, I started from roughly the same place that he did, so that would have been the same fast action.
0: Tell me, tell me what this looks like, because you've got to get in there, and uh, you've got to get the armor off, and you've got to get the wound tended to. So paint me a word picture.
1: Yeah, Ray rushes in there. Uh, you know, I would say probably similar to Bill takes a split second to just assess what's going on, making sure that there's nothing like immediately, you know, um, in imminent danger of like spearing anybody, anybody else or anything like that. And uh, if that is so, if the scene is safe uh, moving forward, um, I would just, I don't know. Does the armor detach in pieces like medieval plate armor does? <laughs> would I, <laughs> Could I just remove only the leg part?
0: I would think so, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I would remove just the, the pertinent leg piece, uh, pressing on the wound immediately, and... Um...
0: Blood just begins to flow, like, through your fingers. You see this jagged, jagged tear in Wild Bill's leg. It's not clean.
1: Hold still, hold still, bro. Yo, I need you to scooch your butt forward a little bit in this chair here while I just scooch this underneath your thigh. And uh, I'm going to just wrap this around here. I need you to hold on to those armrests real tight for me as I just uh, put pressure on it here. Going to get the... uh, uh, um, uh, Nouns are so hard. Going to get the tourniquet around here right here. And I need you to hold on to that. Mm Mm-hmm. Real good. And I'm going to just tighten real quick, lock it down, place a bandage.
0: And while you're doing that, your hands slick with Wild Bill's blood. It is Dr. Laura's turn.
3: Uh, is there a, is there a comm panel near?
0: Internal, one that goes from the back of the, uh, shuttle to the, uh, to the cockpit.
3: Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Without, like, actually moving there, is there one within my zone, um, that could be easily accessed? Okay. Dr. Laura will move over to the, um, comm terminal, and, um... Assess uh, the status of the shuttle. Checking oxygen levels and making sure that uh, all uh, parameters are...
0: The comm terminal says, I'm sorry, I'm only useful for communicating between the cargo bay and the uh, cockpit.
1: It's like... It's It's a very polite
0: comm terminal.
1: It's like Siri version 506. It's like, I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. (laughs) It's one of those things in school buses with the twirly cable that you pull... Down from the ceiling.
3: So to, so basically to get any access to the, to the status of the ship, um, I'm going to have to either go to the cockpit or the cargo bay.
0: Uh, so are you looking for a communications um, terminal like where you can talk to the cockpit, or are you looking for something that's going to be able to access the ship's diagnostics?
3: Um, I'm looking diagnostic mostly. I, I also have one of the uh, SIGSEN system diagnostic devices. Okay. I don't know if there's a terminal that I can connect that into assess the ship's um, s- stats.
0: There absolutely is, but you're going to have to, like, rip a panel off and then, like, pull some wires and shove them into your tool real quick. So it's going to take a com tech from you.
3: Okay. And don't forget my stress die. Absolutely no successes. Aww. No critical fails, though either.
0: You're just about to get it, and then the the uh, shuttle rocks, uh, almost flipping completely vertical, and uh, you and you just go flying, actually across to the other side of the uh, of the cargo bay. Your diagnostic machinery just hanging from the wires that you had I got it plugged into up there. You, you think you're connected, but you, you have to get, climb back up there to get to it and because now it is more or less up a uh, sheer wall that you have to get up there to um, get back to the equipment that you're working with. You may indeed attempt to get back up there in this round with your movement.
3: Yes, Dr. Laura Angels will definitely make the movement back towards, like, all stubborn. Just, like, huffs against the wall <laughs> and just, like, starts hiking, like, up the angle towards, back towards the comm tech device.
0: Hey, give me a mobility.
3: Oh, that's not good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, no. Because this is, this is rough terrain here.
3: Yeah. Session zero all over again. I did get one success on that one.
0: It is not easy, but Dr. Laura determination in her eyes unwilling to bend unwilling to be be denied uh, her goal because of something stupid like a barrel rolling shuttle manages to claw climb and and push her way off of various marines up to the uh, terminal again and You'll be able to uh, do a detailed diagnostic check. Right now, what you see is that there are red lights going off all over the place. You see uh, levels dropping on fuel and air. You see uh, there's just no way of telling on the stabilization because they're just all over the place. There's essentially alarm klaxons going off everywhere inside of the uh, ship's systems. Uh, meanwhile, Ray, as you're working on Wild Bill, something flashes from out from underneath the pilot's chair, and it just darts uh, back, kind of climbs up the wall, and then is gone into the uh, the ductwork that leads back toward the cargo bay, but that is in the ceiling, or right now the wall <laughs> of the uh, shuttle. Uh, that's bad.
1: Yeah, I startle in surprise, and probably I probably say an ungentlemanlike word.
2: Since Ray is up there with Wild Bill, he's like, "Oh man, can you fly this thing?"
1: Oh, I don't know, man. I never had training for that. I mean, uh, I guess you you pull back on the thing, right? And you just like stable it out by like, I don't know. What did you do before?
2: Uh, good idea. Uh, so I am going. to, Wild Bill is actually going to go ahead and try to to regain control of the. Of the craft one more time. Okay, you will get that extra plus one on this, I assume. Uh yes, that is my intention. And this is at four stress die, so it's about to get a real interesting real quick, oh, ladies and gentlemen. The there it is. There mm-hmm. it is. So it is two successes, but I do have one face hugger die showing up there. Oh
0: Internet's dear. The only one that matters. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Dun dun dun. I love it. I love it. I love it.
3: Sorry, I don't love it.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> Richard. What a perfect time though. Perfect timing.
3: <laughs> but this is what I'm all about on this game. I'm like, yeah, roll the face hugger.
2: This is the part of the movie where we thought we were the main characters, but turns out we were just the suicide squad at the we're beginning the, of the movie. We're in the we're
1: in the first ten minutes of the B
2: bee- yeah. movie. Wild Bill has this moment where he looks over at Ray, looks back at him, and says, Oh man, we're wearing red shirts, man. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Why does the Marines give us those? That's like kind of unfair.
2: It's just, it's a panic roll. All right. Well, I am at level four. All right. So it's only six. I'm keeping it together. Oh, nice.
1: Having seen the thing go back to the, it went back to the cargo bay, right? I should probably take another stress die, right?
0: You just saw a flash of it. Oh, you didn't gotcha. really see what it, I mean, you already saw it earlier, so it's not new to you here. Okay. And as far as like the dead bodies, and the wounds and such up here. Ray doesn't need to worry about that. He's a medic. Uh, while Bill does seem to be
2: stable. Uh, so then there's not a lot of room up here. while Bill is going to look over at Ray and be like, "I got this, man. I got this. Go see if you can kill whatever the hell that thing is."
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll just don't move that leg too much. Okay, I'm going to come back and <laughs> check on you. Oh,
2: I got you. I got you. Why not do that same thing all over again and see if I can panic some more? <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, shit's going downhill fast. Oh no, it is, it is going downhill fast. <laughs> Instead of two successes and one face hugger, I know I have two face huggers and one success. <laughs>
0: oh man! Go ahead and roll your uh, roll on the panic. Now that you're alone again, <sighs> so that is an eight. Yikes! Oh, oh, skill rolls using
2: agility, which includes piloting. <laughs> Suffer a minus two modification
0: until your panic stops. Oh. <laughs> you realize you sent Ray back and and that, you know, part of what had calmed you a little bit here while Bill is that Ray was up here with you, but now you realize the lights are out. You you can't, you're grabbing a hold of the sticks, but there's, they're not responding. There's nothing, the, whatever they're called on the wings, the the Aerolons or whatever they are, you don't even remember. <laughs> they're, they're not functioning right as you are, are trying to just pull the, the stick as, as hard as you can. And you are looking almost straight down now as the uh, shuttle is. Fortunately, at some point in all of this, uh, whether it was the pilot or you or the thing, the, the engines have cut out. And that may be why you're having a hard time doing this, but you no, are no. not you are not jetting toward the center of the planet anymore. Because and that's kind of what's happening. I mean, you are you were jetting toward the center of the planet as you move through these bands of landscape, of rock and ice now that you're getting deeper. But now you're just falling. The the ship is just you know, falling at regular speed. So it's actually a little bit slower than what it was going to be doing. But it's also gotten dark here in the the cockpit. The lights have gone out. There's no light coming in from mm. whatever sun may be out there. Uh, you're heading towards the, the dark interior of the uh, of the planet. And unfortunately, you see a wider band of rock and ice down below than what you have been passing, and it does not look like the ship is going to miss that. Uh, so, Ray.
1: Well, um, upon the reinsurance of my good friend Wild Bill, uh, I have headed back to the cargo bay, uh, which uh, honestly Ray was kind of thinking about doing anyway, because that thing, that crazy little scampering thing went back there, and uh, I just gotta make sure that we catch that thing, because obviously, like, all of this is for nothing if it just, like, keeps like stabbing everybody in the femoral artery so ray's gonna head on back and uh, be like dr laura do you have any uh butterfly nets or any jars or anything that we can catch catch that thing in it went back here it's in the vents
0: it isn't dr laura who answers because uh dr laura you see as you scrabble back in and suddenly the ceiling of the of the shuttle has become the floor and everybody is you know just being rolled around in the back of the shuttle, there's screaming everywhere. There's blood flying. There's there's equipment going everywhere too. And um, and you see Doctor Laura like just clamped on to a support <laughs> um, netting on the side of the uh, of the shuttle, and uh, she is just she's got one arm wrapped in the netting and one hand on some computer. Equipment and is just looking at it uh, intently, almost trying to force it by will alone to uh, for all the red lights to turn green. <laughs> but it's uh, Doctor Wick who turn green, turn green, you fuckers! <laughs> it's Doctor Wick who answers you, and he uh, he yells at you from his place, which is way back at the end of the cargo bay. Uh, it looks like he's actually currently trapped under uh, some crate or another. It looks like it's marked weapons. And and he yells up Let me get my scientist voice on. I, I, it's too it's too tempting to do the Dr. Laura voice. So. <laughs> I know, right? What what are you needing? What's a what sort of containment?
1: Anything that could catch a a little fast thing.
0: Oh, uh, there's this damn crate that's on my leg.
1: <laughs> I was gonna c- be like coming over and uh moving it off of him anyway.
0: You will need to make a mobility uh, moving across as the as the shuttle is not stabilized yet.
1: Okay. Mobility.
0: You do see one of the ensigns, the one that uh, introduced themselves earlier as Feather. Mm-hmm. Um Ensign Feather is crawling, climbing toward the cockpit.
1: Oh, good. Oh, I'm glad someone on this bird at least knows how to fly flyer. Uh, I rolled uh, no successes, but no facehuggers either.
0: Instant feather hearing you doesn't turn, but yells, "Yeah, I played a lot of uh, a lot of shuttle pilot on my downtime."
1: That's great. I'm glad to hear that. I feel like I'm in real safe hands, yo.
0: You get over there, but you you fall down when you get there. You the the ship lurches again, and uh, just as you're about to get to Doctor Wick. Uh, you are uh, tumbled off to the starboard side and uh, bruise yourself up pretty good. Uh, you can get back up.
1: Or at least get myself stable.
0: You you can get a hold of some netting and get yourself back to your feet. And then it is going to be Dr. Laura. A uh,
3: uh, quick uh, survey of once I do get connected, um, does it seem like fuel um, can be saved?
0: That's a good question. Let's roll... Um, Let's roll something we've never rolled before. Let's roll for consumables. Oh. Oh. Okay. Every consumable has a rating, and uh, it's from one to six, and you roll that rating when called upon to do so, and every failure results in the supply being reduced by one. And so we're going to call the current fuel supply of the shuttle, since we talked about it, uh, before that, it didn't have enough uh, fuel on board to both come get you and to go back up into, into orbit to the Wapiti. Uh, it would have had to have gone back to the base camp to refuel. So let's call the power supply at four. So roll four, stress die.
3: Okay.
0: And every face hugger means a loss of fuel. No face huggers. Mm.
3: 6334.
0: Right now, there appears to be. Uh, still enough fuel on board. It doesn't appear to be leaking out or anything yet. Um, power. Power is in pretty sad shape. Uh, let's call that a three. There were all three of them.
3: Three stress. Not a two, two, four.
0: It's fluctuating wildly at the moment. But it, if you if you had some time with it, you could bring it back under some amount of control. You do see that the engines have gone offline. Environmental controls are offline, and the tertiary lighting and emergency power stuff is only barely on uh, you could you could bring the one of those systems back up, given the power supplies that are on board
3: so my choice is navigation or life support,
0: but life support isn't. Absolutely required, because you still are in atmosphere.
3: In semi-breathable atmosphere, yes. Um, that's why it's not as much of a concern. Um, engines and then life support is kind of, or not life support, um, uh, navigation would where I'd try to reroute as much power as possible.
0: So give me a comm tech for bringing the engines back online.
3: I dropped the dice somewhere. Let's roll this one instead. One success. And one face hugger.
1: Oh no. <laughs>
3: I get to make a panic roll. Yes you do. Five total.
0: Uh yeah, you, you keep it together. You you're fine. You um you have a moment there when it just all seems ma- like it might become a little bit overwhelming, but you shake your head and shake it off and you're Dr. Laura.
3: Dem straight on Dr. Laura Angels.
0: You bypass some systems uh, and then there is a kaboom, kaboom, kaboom as the engine's kick back online up front wild bill suddenly looks at the landscape coming much faster oh no <laughs> but that's worse that's worse <laughs> wild bill up in the cockpit um you feel the power come back to the ship and you your eyes widen as you're looking straight down at the at the icy landscape of some rocky band of interior Trakai coming up at you at speed, and you just instinctively pull back on the on the sticks, and you realize that with power, with the engine pushing you, now you've got control some, anyway, and you haul back on those suckers, especially since earlier we were doing the... Uh, Panic rolls wrong, and you haul back on us, and what was coming straight at you is now whistling along underneath the belly of the shuttle, not far under the belly of the shuttle, and there is coming up right at you what looks like a a small mountain, um, (laughs) which you managed to twist the ship aside just at the last moment, but you... Just the the shuttle slides across the slope of this mountain or iceberg or whatever it is. Then it straightens out and plunges into some blue ice and it just digs its way in. And everybody is flung forward, um, including you up in the cockpit, uh, Wild Bill. And for a little while, there is darkness. Hello, darkness, mild friend.
1: I'm sure the f- facehugger will do nothing while we're in here. It'll, it'll some fine.
0: of it is because you, some of you are unconscious. Some of it is because the interior of the shuttle is just completely dark. There's groans all around as people begin to regain consciousness or pick themselves up from where they are hidden. It
3: seems that we have landed, so I will uh, try to turn on the lights. Anybody else
1: not dead? Everybody sound off.
0: Red emergency lights, come on.
1: Oh, charming, my favorite color. I'll start moving about the shuttle. <clears throat> I am fine,
0: says Dr. Wick.
1: Are you? You have to tell me the truth now. Aye, Dr. Wick.
0: Aye, Dr. Wick. Aye. I, Dr. Wick.
1: I'll, I'll crouch down and check him for a concussion.
0: <laughs> he appears to have one. <laughs>
1: All right, I need you to sit still, Stay right there for me, just stay right there. I'll uh
0: um, yes, well, my leg is trapped underneath this weaponry still. I don't know how it managed to stay lodged there this entire time.
1: It's a real talent you got there. I'll look around and see if anyone else has like really urgent injuries.
0: Dr. Lori, you're just hanging there. uh, your arm feels a little like it's close to dislocated, but not uh not all the way there. more like you just um wrenched it, where you were caught up in that net. You had your arm around the net end, so when you all hit, it just really hurt. Temporary
3: dislocation. I would actually try to access the communication systems at that point, and um, send out a a distress call. Mayday. Mayday. This is Dr. Wick research mission. Uh, The shuttle has crashed. Um, Please come in base. Uh, Please come in Wapiti. And and I'd set that on a loop to send out. Uh, give me another power check. Power check.
1: It's my new band name.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, three ones. <laughs> and a two.
0: Power levels are incredibly low, uh, but you have hopes that that they will last long enough for the message to get through. You already know though that even up on the same, we'll call it the same tier. As the base camp, you guys were having trouble contacting the base camp. But you put the signal on repeat. You just don't have enough power to bring anything above emergency levels. Something must have ruptured in the crash.
3: Does anyone have motion trackers?
0: Just my Mark 1 eyeballs,
3: man.
1: (laughs) Ray has uh, simultaneously also just Y finger pointed his own eyes.
0: Ensign uh, Feather, who was not tied down to anything... And essentially wound up in the cockpit with Wild Bill says, "Yeah, there's uh, uh there's there's some in the uh, cabinet there. Mark uh, motion detectors.
3: Yeah, uh, would go over start to grab those. Grab the suits in case we need them.
0: There's one motion detector.
3: And then I would suggest everybody grabbing suits in case we need them.
2: Oh, hey there, Feather. You mind uh climbing uh back back in the back there so I can I can get out, man." Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Give me a minute. And Feather untangles himself, gets back into the cargo area. You somehow, you are uh, right side up at least. The ship is canted, but it's not it's not upside down. Hey, uh,
2: hey Ray, is that the uh, uh, is that is that the strangest thing you've ever seen, or what, man?
1: Yo, dog, that is the the weirdest. Th- Actually, you know what? There's some like weird, like super whack parasites out there like y'all have no idea how like wacky stuff there is like even back home like there's some super weird and like some of them aren't even like like animals they're like fungi and like weird things that make things do things but yeah that's the weirdest thing I've ever personally witnessed
2: I mean like give me a rating on that crash how'd I do was that a I feel like I feel like I could have crashed a little better but like as far as crashes go I'm pretty proud of that one
1: Well, so far, no one's dead, so, like, I think a solid, like, nine and a half.
2: that's not bad. That's not bad.
1: Out of a hundred! I'm kidding, yo.
2: By the way, what uh, Wild Bill is attempting to do here is banter, which is his colonial marine talent that uh, can reduce stress.
3: Nice.
0: Yeah, with this bantering going on, um, uh, Wild Bill, you are able to lower the stress level of everybody uh, by one.
1: Awesome.
3: Of everybody? I wasn't even in the same zone.
0: Uh, It's everybody within short range, it says. Well, while Bill, you know, is alone in the cockpit, but uh, disentangling himself or talking through the uh, comm system, the intercom system of the ship uh, could be doing those things, too. He had turned on the intercom so everybody could kind of hear this chit-chat. But yeah, I mean, you're able to, it's not a
2: big ship. Right. Which is both fun and concerning.
3: Yes, yes. Real great. We're stuck on this ice. Do we know where we are?
0: You are actually the one in the best position to figure that out, Dr. Laura. Yeah. All right. I would do so then. You do still have power left, so you're able to uh, determine that you are deep. You are deep <laughs> in the planet, uh, probably close to the core. Whoa. But nobody has really mapped the core, so you're not entirely certain. The long-range scanners uh, that were used from the Wapiti uh, on the planet did not penetrate that far due to the weird magnetic resonances that Trakai likes to throw off. Uh, one of the many reasons that they wanted to study it.
3: I, I do not think that uh, we will be able to reach base camp. Um, I am hopeful, but uh, I think we need to find a power source to try to repair ship.
1: Yeah, I think that's gonna be our best option and until uh until we can make any kind of repairs, I think we are going to need to just use it to shelter everybody and make sure that everyone's safe and warm. As much as possible. Does anyone have eyes on the thingy? The thingy, you know the thingy.
3: Whatever the hell that thing
1: is, man.
3: Who has the motion tracker? I do. I thought this might come in
0: handy and I'll pass it over to Ray.
1: Oh, sure. I'll uh uh how does a motion tracker work? You set it up on like a tripod?
0: This is a larger one. You have to use both hands to operate it, but it doesn't need to be stationary or anything. Uh, You just hold it, and you just wave it around, and it will pick up moving objects. You can set its sensitivity to within a certain range. Cool. This is the 316. Yeah, it's a 316. Oh, it doesn't give any bonuses. Okay, but at least it helps
3: keep an eye on movement.
0: Ray, go ahead and roll a power check. Okay. For the motion detector, it's th- uh, got a power rating of three.
1: Three when fully charged. Okay, so I just roll three D6s? You just roll three D6s. One success.
0: You're more concerned about failures Okay. Than success.
1: Zero failures. If there are no successes,
0: then it is fully charged. Cool. And it is detecting those of you who are moving around. It's not showing anything else here at short or long range.
3: Does it account for everyone we have on board?
0: No, because not everybody's moving.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. That's I forgot. It. It's just a motion tracker.
3: Well, let's try to get all of our people together.
1: Yeah, I agree. I'd rather point this thing if we're looking for a little fast motion, uh, little little creature. Then I'd rather not be distracted by big, you know, people moving around.
2: Uh, While Bill will try to start making his way out of the uh, cockpit into the the uh, main area of the shuttle, I guess we call it.
0: Yeah, the cargo area. Uh, not a problem. Yeah, you get back there easily. Uh, no need to shout through the doorway anymore. The two ensigns, crisp and feather, are injured but alive. Denver and Markham. Denver's still out. Uh, Markham is also now out.
1: Okay, I'll do a as as we're uh, moving all of our people together into the same location. I'll also do some medical rolls on anyone who's. Like serious, who's who's more seriously than um, you know, bruised or banged up a little.
0: Looks like Chris may have broken a leg. Yeah. In all of this.
1: Yeah, those kinds of things. You know, I'll take care of um, more urgent injuries first, but just kind of get everyone bandaged up.
0: And during all of this time, the motion tracker doesn't indicate anything other than uh, those of you who are moving around the cargo area.
1: Well, we should. Um, Have somebody keep an eye on this thing, like more or less permanently. That thing did some crazy, crazy stunts over there in the cockpit. Uh, I'll
0: take, I'll take it. Says Feather.
1: Uh, That sounds great, Feather. So
0: uh, Ray, go ahead and roll me one more power supply for the for the uh, motion detector because been running it while you were doing all of this healing stuff.
1: Uh, okay. So I got no successes, two ones.
0: Power on this thing seems to be draining really fast for some reason. It's only got one. One charge. It's only got <laughs> one bar left. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, well... Um... It's
0: possible there are ghosts around, <laughs> sucking the energy level out of it.
1: Yo, I got something to tell you all. I'm a ghost, actually. I'm kidding.
3: Is there uh, survival gear for if we need to uh, evacuate the shuttle?
0: Yeah, you. All, there are environmental suits and
3: rebreathers. I imagine down here near the core, it is going to be a lot denser um, atmosphere, so we should probably all suit up.
1: Yeah, is it easier or harder to breathe down here? I don't remember the details of why it was hard up further up.
0: Yeah, so it's just a different composition oh, of gotcha. ch- of uh, chemistry.
2: Yeah, man, that's a good idea. Let's get uh, let's get all buttoned up, and uh, then I'd really like to see if I couldn't shoot this thing now, since I solved the whole go to crash problem by you know, man, like actually crashing the shuttle.
1: Yeah, we should um we should start by. You know, maybe get everyone outside and like really organize the inside of the shuttle, pull out everything that's fell fallen down and make sure like like we have a full inventory of everything that we have, and at the same time we can find this little this little 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 guy.
0: Just as you say one of those words toward the end. <laughs> <laughs> um the little guy bursts out of some
1: <laughs> Oh, that little guy, he loves bursting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like leaps out from some ductwork up in the ceiling where it's apparently been hiding. Uh, Feather shouts out a warning really quickly, but it's too late. Oh, no. It's right in front of you, Ray. And it does the same thing that it did to uh, Wild Bill when it first came out of the uh, thing, the other creature's stomach. It uh, it opens its mouth, It uh, its teeth are sharp, but it's also bigger than it was when it came out of the out of the chest of the other thing. Maybe the size of a of a husky, you
1: know? Oh, good grief.
0: And it opens its mouth, drool drips down. It's only maybe eight or ten inches from you. And a, another mouth extends from within <laughs> its jaws and chomps down just on air and more drool drips, you need to make an immediate panic roll.
1: Immediate panic roll. Okay. Luckily my stress level is zero. Oh. One!
0: You keep it together.
1: Can I kick it in the face?
0: As quickly as it's there uh, hissing at you, it is gone again. This time into the access panels and uh, conduits that run through the, the bulkhead of the ship.
1: Holy, but Jesus, you all! Best thing, uh, I would not say, you, y'all, in in Ray's voice. <laughs> <laughs> that thing is—it's—it got bigger and it got another mouth. There's another smaller thing inside the small thing.
3: <laughs> I will draw my weapon and get ready to fire. I'm mostly, gonna scream out, "Where did it go? Tell me where to. Where did it?" Where is that? Right there,
1: right there, yo! Like right there, like right between that that. But it's posting. but it's in the
3: it's in the vents right now, right? Uh, feathers tracking it.
0: Doctor Laura, roll me a power supply for the uh, motion tracker.
3: Oh,
0: just one die. Just one? Oh yep. no! One is all that's left. Yep. Uh, it's a four. Uh, so that's fine. Feathers like he uh, feathers pointing. It's there. It's there. It's there. If I
3: see like a similar ductwork or anything, then. Dr. Laura's like, die, fucker.
0: And shoot, shoot, shoot. (laughs) Feathers pointing, are you just going to shoot into the bulkhead of the... No, like into the ductwork where I think it would be. So it's behind the wall. It's in the walls. It's like a rat in the walls, except it's a very large rat that's in the walls. Oh, well, crap.
1: It's like the biggest, worst rat you could possibly imagine. In the walls. In the walls.
0: Now, there are thinner sections. Earlier, you had a lot of ricochets when you were just firing kind of blindly, but... Yeah. You could, you know, hope that it goes by one of the thinner areas where you could try to just plaster it through the, uh...
3: Okay, Dr. Lara would, um, what is it, where you, uh, lead the shot a little bit to an open area that she thinks she would see it pass through, and then hold to fire.
0: I will kill it! I will kill it dead! You are taking off an overwatch position on a space where, based on what Feather has said, it may appear. Oh, that makes and sense. And that will allow you to shoot um, okay. when you see it.
2: Overwatch is exactly what I was going to have Wild Bill do, uh, pointing at where our lovely little detectors are telling us those things should be coming from.
1: It doesn't hurt to have more than one person looking out, you know. It, it it's hit. right there. It's right there. It's going right there. Is it between? Is it between us and the like the exit door of the shuttle? No, we can't go outside. I guess in that case, I will. Switch back to my original plan of grabbing something that I'm going to try and trap it with.
0: Okay, so you dump the weapons out of the crate yeah, that's yeah, yeah. on uh, Doctor Wick's legs. All right, and then feathers yelling, "It's right there, Chris! Watch out! It's going to be right there!" But and then it is out uh, of that very spot that you are all focusing your weaponry on, and yeah, so overwatchers can fire away while Bill, Doctor Laura,
1: firing away.
0: Fire away, fire, fire away. Fire
3: away.
1: But don't ricochet.
3: I just have to look at my ranged combat score. No, not for Axel. And we lost our stress, right? I oh, that dice though? Yeah. We lost one.
2: <laughs> Except, yeah,
1: yeah, ooh, yeah. Ooh! It'll have two lots. successes. Nice!
0: Okay, hold on. I've got some armor. Uh, how much damage are you going to be doing?
3: My base damage is one
0: for it, Um, but I also have... You're currently doing one damage? yes
2: Okay. would you like to do more you've done some damage would you like to hear more
1: <laughs> I see you're trying to do damage to an alien
3: I'll just do the more damage uh,
0: so that'll be one more point of damage so two it does have two armor so I get to roll that I'll roll the um, yep both got through uh, go ahead uh, wild bill alright here we go
2: big money no whammies make sure we shake those up good
1: that is so many dice. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> well, Bill should do this well, but it's only one success. <laughs> However, my uh, gun does do
0: a base damage of two. Nice. I have no successes on the armor, so oh. both of those two go through. The creature bursts out, and it's, it's going straight for Ensign Chris's throat. And that that uh, inner jaw is extended uh, getting ready to just grab a hold of Chris' juggler and just rip it out. And then bullets just plaster it, and it is just blown to pieces, practically. There's a spray of its blood, and Crisp is covered in that. Oh, no. <laughs> and it, And that starts bubbling away, eating through his armor, even, and then his skin, and he's screaming.
1: I want to um, strip him immediately, <laughs> get that, get his clothes off, like he's going into hypothermia. You know, uh,
0: you are able to, um, you are able to get him out of the armor before he's too badly injured, uh, Excellent. Ray. Excellent. But uh, he is injured, some, but he's like,
1: oh, 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 man, oh man, welcome, oh man, oh man, dude, that was crazy. That thing popped all over you like a weird acid-filled balloon. It's going to be like the worst piñata ever. Imagine the stories you're going to tell your kids. What the hell was that thing, man? What the hell was it?
3: Can we please get a flashlight on this thing?
0: Dr. Wick, who is is now standing at the uh, rear of the shuttle, uh, is looking out through one of the observation uh, ports that is there in the drop-down hatch, and he goes, I, uh, first of all, let me get my accent, because this ain't it. (laughs) (laughs) Mmm, science. Yes, okay. Yes, this is, um, Dr. Angels, come, come here. Come, look at this.
3: What is it, Dr. Wick?
0: Behind the shuttle, you see this huge gouge in the ice that the shuttle made as it crashed, just ripping up the ice and the snow that has gathered down here in in these weird patterns, too, because it apparently has done this weird formation thing, uh, almost like tendrils of ice growing out of the frozen field. But that's not what grabs your attention. There's enough light coming from the outside lights of the ship that you see that underneath all of this gouged up ice is metal. Not raw metal, but structural metal. You have landed not on landscape, but on something built. And next time, we won't find out what that is because we're going to go back to the <laughs> ah. biscotto malo on the next episode of the oh, no. Gothic Podcast. Oh yeah,
3: I love it. Oh,
0: oh,
2: oh yay! We have to wait even longer.
1: The Gothic Podcast is a humor and horror actual play podcast produced by C. Patrick Nagel, starring C. Patrick Nagel, Sharon Gallery-Lafournese, Jesse Baldwin, and Richard Southard. Season 3 of The Gothic Podcast uses rules from the Alien RPG, produced by Free League Publishing, and Monster of the Week, written by Michael Sands, and published by Evil Hat Productions. Theme music is by Zoe Hovland, and original artwork by Jared George-Art. If you enjoy the Gothic Podcast, please like, rate, and review us on iTunes. Visit our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram feeds, and check out our Patreon page. Thanks!
3: I shot that motherfucker. Did you see me shoot that motherfucker? Oh my god, (laughs) Laura.
1: You totally (laughs) shot that motherfucker. I shot him with you, man. We both (laughs) shot it. Dude, you guys' energy is like way too high right now. You all need to calm down with the killing and the shooting and the cussing and everything.
2: Go Marines.